<laughs> yeah, there's a whole entire story behind this whole entire weekend. Did I ever tell you about that? I don't think so. Where me and Hack got into a fight over it? No. Oh, um, like, I, I was in Alabama. I was working in Alabama. I had, like, two weeks down there, and, and they were, uh, ECW was coming to Florida, and I had, once I realized that I wasn't necessarily booked on the Florida trip, because Paul never booked you, you know what I mean? He never mm-hmm. booked you. You just kind of, like, figure, all right, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm an hour and a half away. Florida, I'm not so much down the street. So you might want to tell me if you want me to show up or not. <laughs> so I never officially got booked. So I took bookings for another company. Um, another, not another, a, a bunch of guys. I had like, I had like I don't know, five days out of seven. I was working down in like Alabama or something. And uh, Shane Douglas calls me. And he pulls a he pulled a rib on me. He calls me and he just tells me, "Hey man, um, I just want to let you know the Florida shows are canceled." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I'm not even booked on them anyway." Like, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm getting paid. <laughs> you know, I'm working for Bob Armstrong and shit. So I just called a couple of the guys that I knew, like Hack Myers being one of them. And I called Hack and I was like, "Hey man, I just wanted to let you know that uh, Shane just called me and said the Florida shows were canceled." Like no word, it, it, you know, it wouldn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been a stretch. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wouldn't have been anything crazy for right. Paul to be like, "Fuck all this, I mean, he run Florida, kind of shit." So it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. So I called Hack and told him that the shows were canceled. And then like the shows weren't canceled, and Hack just won anyway, and I had no idea. And we we come back and we got we were at the wrestling school working out. And I had just finished training like three people, like three guys working like a 15 minute, 20 minute match. And afterwards, Hack asked me if he could see me outside. <laughs> and I, when I walked outside, like you could see the steam coming off of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I literally put my hands on my knees, like leaning up against the wall. And he just said, yeah, um, about that phone call, whatever. The shows weren't canceled. And he started pummeling me with the shots. He shot the fuck out of me. Like, he's sitting there beating, beating me up, like, right in front of the store with shot, shot, shot. And, like, I took, like, ten of them. And, I, and he just walked away. And I never moved from the spot. <laughs> like, I never moved from, like, my hands were on my knees just sitting there on the windowsill of the, st- of the school. And I'm just, like, at the, you know, after ten shots, he just walks away. And I looked up, and I'm like, you done? Like, I looked at him like, what the fuck was that for? <laughs> because it was like, did he, did, he, did he intentionally mean to give me work punches? That's what I was just about to say, where they worked. <laughs> like, that, that's what they were. But, but, I mean, but at the same time, I know they weren't meant to be, you know? Like, he was pissed because I, I caught, well, I didn't cost him because he actually went down anyway, but he thought that I was intentionally costing him, um, you know, the weekend of booking. So he shot the fuck out of me. <laughs> and not not a single one of them hurt. <laughs> that, that's the best. I, I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want anybody else to get into a fight with Hag Myers. That would expose him. <laughs> like if he was a bouncer somewhere, you know, for the last let's let's go rob the last house on the left. The shot the shot couldn't break an egg. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. 
I mean, I, I was, I was, I was only shocked about uh, how lame them punches were. <laughs> I know, I, I know, my wife ain't harder than that. I know she can. He wanted to take his aggression out on you, but he didn't want to hurt you because you're his friend. It was, it was a work. <laughs> he, he was, he was living the dream on me. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be known as too stiff. <laughs> or, or, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be deemed hard to work with. <laughs> All right, Hack. Whatever. I still think he stayed over my house that weekend. <laughs> more than more than likely, I assume. <sighs> I feel like fucking ECW's been in Florida for two months. <laughs> well, as Chad was alluding to the the Florida story, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we are reviewing the episode of ECW Hardcore TV from August the 1st, 1995. ECW is still Florida-bound on this episode, <laughs> and this is actually a pretty eventful episode of ECW. Um, yeah, for wrestling-related and non-wrestling-related. It just it clips along. It was 50 minutes, and I know Chad was joking that you know he's been watching... Mikey get beat up for two years, but I thought the 50 minutes actually moved along at a pretty good pace, a pretty good clip. Um, and like Aaron's been alluding to, this is this is the past month or so, we've really seen ECW starting to evolve into the ECW that, that became a force in pro wrestling for at least a couple of years. Right. Good stuff, man. Just I'm just glad they got out of the goddamn fucking ECW arena. Little or, change of scenery does you good. Like how how, how sure big of a praise too. how big of a praise were we doing when we were saying when they got out of Cabrini College? Oh my god, they got out of Cabrini College. And then he and then he set up ground in the ECW arena. It's like, all right, get the fuck out of there. Jesus. I'm sure the guy I'm sure the guys were happy about it too, because they were like, Oh, there's a toilet. Holy Christ. <laughs> there's a toilet. Well, apparently, from what I watched, there's a, there's a toilet that's missing a seat because Tommy Dreamer put it on somebody, didn't he? <laughs> he put the, yeah. he put a, he put the toilet seat over one of the Dudley's heads. Yeah, we have a hot start here. Is that that's that's part of this the hot start to the show this week? They just break in with footage. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be an after match deal or if it was after the match we saw last week or what. But you got Tommy Dreamer and Raven brawling around. The Pitbulls are out there, the Dudleys, et cetera, et cetera. The usual cast of characters we've been seeing surrounding Raven and Dreamer. But <laughs> they usually cast the characters. They, uh, <laughs> they, they have Pretty a nice nice. wild brawl. The crowd's into it. What was that, Aaron? No, just the, the like the usual suspects. The just the macabre group of people that they have involved, <laughs> like Luna's out there. The fucking Dudleys, the Pitbulls, Lord Smiley. <laughs> I don't was think he, he out there? Out there. No, he wasn't out there. Not seeing any black people. You didn't see <laughs> any black people. No black mat. No black magic this week. No. Yeah. All right. So who else was out there? I think I think Vampire Warrior was out there. He was. He was there. <laughs> and essentially, um, Al Snow. <laughs> Don, Rickle, Don, Don Rickles showed up. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> Don <there>. Rickles, Jack Tripper. <laughs> 
And uh, in the background, you just see Larry just like biting his tongue. Like he somehow he, he thought it all revolved around him. So he thought he did it inadvertently. Yeah, it was a it was a big smile where um it was everybody who was in town from ECW, the regulars, you know, and it was like like the Dudleys. They they they, they drove in a couple dozen more Dudleys, like for a show kind of thing. So yeah, that was the cool thing about Florida is that Florida Paul would take like, I don't know, I don't know, what do you think, Nate? Eight or ten? Here, not even, barely even eight or ten of the core guys, right? Yeah, I mean, eight or ten of the core guys who have you know a different variation. You know, it's it's almost like the old the old day, the old programs you hear Jim Cornette read about, where it's like there's gonna these guys are gonna be in a tag match, then these guys are gonna be in a singles match, yeah. they're each gonna be in a singles match, and then they're all gonna be in a battle royal. A battle at the end royal. Of the yeah. So, yeah, it it was basically yeah, it was basically he took like the same you know, the core eight or ten guys, Pitbulls, you know, Shane, uh, whatever, and then filled the card out with whatever hams they got, you know, talent they got from down there, which is fine, you know. I have I mean I I never had a I never had a problem with that, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you give you give a couple of them guys a good a good break, you know, you never know, you know. Um as a matter of fact, didn't didn't the tag team almost come out of this? Of the floor, um, it, it was a. It, weren't, weren't they like the brother, like cop team or something? Or oh, five Delta Jabronis. Oh yeah, five, five Delta, Delta Slam. Yes. Yeah. Five, five Delta Ham came out of this. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know, you know, why they were in and why they were out. But yeah, they came out of this Florida trip. And the uh, well, and speaking of speaking of which, we after the after they show the brawl, Joey does an intro, and he talks about how we're going to have the Tampa Bay Brawl, which is going to be a battle royal, in which the winner gets a shot at Sandman's ECW title. So Sandman comes out, and speaking of people that are in, you know, local people, um, Bull Payne's in this battle royal. Yeah, Bull came. Yeah, that was this, that was like uh, me and Bull were still living together at that time. Because when when we, when we split, um, I was going to Alabama and he was going to Florida, and that idiot fucking wrecked his car not even twenty minutes after leaving the house. <laughs> like he flipped his car. Like I'm sitting at his house and he's like, he's like, all right, brother, you know. I say, look, if I get that, if I, I don't know how close like Mobile is to like Jacksonville or Davie, wherever you're at, you know, if we're close, so we can hook up. Yeah, brother. And we kind of hugged and kissed me and he gets in his fucking Bronco and he's driving and all of a sudden I see a tow truck pulling up like 20 minutes later. <laughs> he, he, he flipped it. And I don't know how he got down there. I think because his, his wife um, had something to do with a car dealership. You know what I mean? Like she made something happen like real quick or something. But yeah, I just remember the whole incident being like you just left. <laughs> I, forgot, I wouldn't see him for like <laughs> 72 hours. Dude comes back 20 minutes. Hey, brother. What's going on? I just, I just picture him like covered in motor oil or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a piston. You know, like, his, like, like hanging from his finger. You know what I mean? He's got a, you know, he wears the chain around his neck, but it was the coils. So yeah, like, yeah, he's got a, he's got, a, got a fan belt around his neck. Yeah. He's, he's coming walking up the street. There's smoke pouring off of him. It was. It looks like Odita's ring entrance. 
<laughs> but it was just his car blew up on him. <laughs> and I'm gonna assume <laughs> Marty's ring entrance. I'm gonna assume Marty thing in the back. I'm assuming Marty was probably like Marty Gennetti's in here too. I'm assuming he was probably like hiding in Florida, like with all his fucking shenanigans. He's probably I'll just go to Florida. <laughs> you can blend in there. He's hiding. Marty Gennetti was hiding in Florida. Yeah, pro- probably. Um, do you guys? Do you guys uh, know? Is it isn't Florida one of those states ahead, where you sorry. can't like be extradited from or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I got I got kids all over the all over the Texas Panhandle, and, and I'm not paying for. So I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang out here in Florida. I'm gonna walk over here and visit my neighbor Ricky Morton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and he walks down to the lot, trailer park lot nine, and knocks on Ricky's door. <laughs> How's it going, yeah, brother? Over there in lot two is Steve Gator Wolf. Oh yeah, lot two is the old school guys. There's the uh, there's the, the the ghost of Gordon Soli. His old trailer is out there. Yeah, Bob smell one pending. <laughs> Buck Zumhoff's hiding out there. Still. I read like three I fucking obituaries from Buck Zumhoff. Now that piece of shit still. Oh, uh, so he just keeps faking his own death. Yeah. I mean, you heard the song. Only the good die young. That's like Buck Zumhoff's going to live to be like 150. Dude, I say that all the time, man. The good die young. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a while. Better pack a lunch, buddy. <laughs> I ain't going anywhere. But do you guys know all the, the, the who's this of the battle royal? I did not write all the participants down. I just wrote down like the final four. So if you want to run down the participants, that'd be great. I wrote Shocker, them all down because I was. <laughs> it's in this Tampa Bay brawl. It's Mikey Whipwreck, Raven, Pitbull 2, Vampire Warrior, Hack Myers, Ian Rotten, Pitbull Number 1, Two Cold Scorpio, Marty Janetti, Dudley Dudley, Stevie Richards, Bull Payne. That is your fucking... And Tommy Dreamer is in there, too. That's your cast of fucking characters in this battle fucking world. Pretty much the roster. Yeah, the whole, everybody that was on it. Like I said, there's your battle royal for the evening with all of the all of the participants. Not like Paul looked around the dressing room, looked for a couple other guys that were hanging on scragglers. Can <laughs> you guys about, not know about a royal? About the only guys that are on the card that aren't in the battle royal are uh, the tag match guys, or not the tag match guys, oh. but um, um, Eddie and Dean. Eddie and Dean, yeah, because they were gonna have to go like 45 minutes. Right, <laughs> they were still going over their match in the locker room before when the battle royal was going on. And they're looking, 40, out, the, looking, looking out, looking at looking out the cur- looking out the curtain, going, "Yeah, we don't want anything to do with that royal stumble." Yeah, Mikey's still in it. It's, it's all good. Like yeah, that the was final... their cue. Was, that, that was their cue to look at look at the curtain to see if Mikey and Sandman were still like in the battle royal. <laughs> like if they were still in it, then all right, all right, we got we got time, we got time, we got, we got time. But the final four are Ian Rotten, Mikey Whipwreck, Two Cold Scorpio, and Marty Janetti. 
And I didn't catch Ian's fat ass getting eliminated. I must have looked away, so I don't know who eliminated him. Life. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he was just leaning against the he was just leaning against the rope and life came along <laughs> and just threw him over the top of it. Swept him off his feet. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming, Ian. <laughs> Ironically, also still alive. Yeah, it's amazing how this world works. Mar Marty like Jetty. said, it's like... Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's like that fucking uh, um, Walk Hard movie that made fun of Johnny Cash where the dad keeps popping up and he's like, the wrong son died. It's like, that's how I feel every time I see Ian Rotten. I'm like, the wrong son died. <laughs> the wrong Rotten left. <laughs> Like, where are you? We got, where the, wrong are you dead and Jesus we got the wrong rotten. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. I noticed that Ian was getting choked on the on the rope on the hard camera side. <laughs> he, he had to make sure he was seen on each W home video or whatever the fuck. You know, you got to get choked on the hard camera side, bro. You know. Yeah, it's fat ass. Whatever. Good lord. The uh, I know Marty Janetti eliminates Two Cold Scorpio. So then you're down to Mikey Whipwreck and Marty Janetti, to which uh, Sandman is taunting both of them from the outside of the ring. And in the end, Mikey dumps Marty out to win the title shot at the Sandman. Was this was this Marty Janetti? Um, all right, this was clearly after he got. He got released, right? Because this is this is this is an in between. This is an in between spot for Marty because yeah, this is right before he goes to work with uh, Al in WWF. Yeah, but this yeah. was this release. Was it wellness related? Oh, definitely. Yes, I was. All right. I, I mean, I mean, I didn't even want. I, I didn't. I didn't want to kid about it or anything. <laughs> I just. I was yeah, just thinking as many times as Marty's been released or, you know, or sent home and it's all been wellness related. I was just every, wondering. Every single one of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I just wasn't making sure I didn't want to falsely accuse the guy, you know, his sister may have died or something. I don't fucking know. But, but yeah, all right. It's wellness. I get it. So he's working his way back. That, huh? uh, yeah. In Florida. Um, in the match. For ECW. Though. All right. Great yeah. start. Okay. In like when one of the only notes I got really is when it's down to Mikey and, and Marty, Mikey hits like a really I don't know if it was an act like I don't know if, if Marty was too close so it didn't work into like a spinning like kick or whatever, but that spinning knee that 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 Mikey hit on a Marty was actually fucking cool looking, I thought. Probably an accident. Like for real. Cause because my spinning my spinning leg thing was always a and then a being a knee <laughs> and it was always by accident like seriously it probably was but it looked fucking good on tv i thought dude that uh yeah it was, i mean yeah i mean i it's it came out well for me too you know i mean the same, it was the same thing like kind of when i saw it i just kind of thought of like oh i gave that i, I even gave it to mikey <laughs> and, then, and then when fucking um when fucking sandman uh, like came out, dude. There was one of them cane shots to Mikey's head <laughs> that I even put a question mark with an exclamation point behind. 
Uh, it, was, it was like, are you fucking with me with this cane shot right here? Because I could just, I could just see if it was me going. There's no chance was I taking that, dude. Yeah, he, he actually, he, um, he, he canes, he canes the shit out of Janetti too. Like he's just whacking those two with, with the cane before the match between Sandman and Mikey actually starts. I wrote that down too. I wrote Sandman just cane, caning people willy nilly. Like he didn't give a fuck, dude. He, dude, he did, man. And I mean, them cane shots, like, like they hurt. They, I mean, they, they hurt. Like, you know, it's kind of getting hit with like a broom handle kind of thing. But they hurt to where it's annoying. It's not like it. It's not like it's crippling, like hurt. It's like a fuck, man. You know what I mean? Fucking it's like you know, yeah, you get a whole bunch of them in a row, dude. <laughs> and that, and it, you know, it pisses you off that it, it that it hurts so it hurts so bad, but so little. Well, the uh, the match begins between Mikey and Sandman, and then uh, Joey laments that uh, ah, the only referee left to do. So Bill Alfonso gets to referee the thing. This match itself isn't very long. Um, Sandman essentially just squashes Mikey. Well, see, it's not. In my opinion, it's not really a squash. They did a good job with it because they're they're getting ready to build build Mikey up because they they um, they lost Sabu. Okay, like Sabu left. they lost um, Shane Taz Douglas. Taz is hurt. Shane Douglas left. So I wasn't booked. He, Chad wasn't booked. So Mikey was kind of a necessity because he was the, the next overact in the company. So it's actually really good booking in the fact that before the match even starts, Sandman knocks him out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're they're like, this is the build of Mikey. Is what they're doing, and yeah, it's good correct. shit. Good job, it, Aaron. I agree with that. Good job. Good point. It's actually, yeah, it's actually really good logic of let's not just squash him. Let's have him get knocked out right at the beginning of the match, or like right before the start of the match, because we're gonna just pile drive him and end it. But it's like it, it, they didn't get Sandman didn't give the kid a chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was I thought it was really well thought out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel sorry for Mikey if he went and collected any sort of extra bonus of from any of the commercials on TV. You know, you see for like health benefits or whatever. Like, you know, he may not be sixty-five, but you know, I'm sure that he could he could qualify for some of the benefits on. TV. He could have meals delivered to him. You know, what I mean. His, his diabetes should be, you know, all that stuff. I, I would not be surprised. A great, see a, a, great a great, a great rate on some term life insurance. Yeah. Right. If you, you see Mikey on TV like, at 50, at 50 years old, you know, he's getting all the benefits. You look at him. Now, guy, he, looks like he earned it, man. He earned it. If you look at him now, he looks like Butterbean looked in 98. Yeah. He's slovenly and sloppy. <laughs> yeah. But that's just I, what I, I I saw him. I saw him like a year or so ago. Yeah, he's slobbly and sloppy, poorly. That's just what I. I think they did a good job of taking him out, like giving him a, giving him an out for losing. Yeah, dude took a beat, man. (laughs) Give him. I give poor Mikey that shit, man. (laughs) 
Well, after after <laughs> the match, after the match is shown, Mikey is interviewed. Um, and he's wants How? to challenge he says he wants to challenge the Sandman later on to a Singapore cane match. If he can't beat the Sandman, he will take 10 lashings from the he Singapore cane. <laughs> he had no shit. It's like, well, you've you've already developed a bit of an immunity. Um <laughs> And then, of course, he does the uh, he does the smoking gimmick where he, you know, he's like, I can I can smoke a cigarette like the Sandman. And then he smokes the cigarette. He takes a puff off the cigarette. Well, what he says is, well, what he says is, I know that I've always been looked at as like a like a kid or whatever, but I'm going to (laughs) become as big of a bag as the Sandman. And then he tries to smoke and Joey's like, don't do it. You're just a kid. You're not a scumbag. And then he tries to smoke. And it, You're just a kid. He, You're not a scumbag. <laughs> I know plenty of kids that are scumbags. I know. And I, I say you're not supposed to be a scumbag. You're a kid. Get, get out of here. It's not that you're a kid. You're a scumbag. Because you ain't supposed to be a scumbag. You're a kid. But I work at Walmart. What the fuck? But That's I think, what I call I my think Mike. Like we're gonna go through the show, but I think this is um, not getting ahead of it. I think this is some of Mikey's best, and he, he's showing that he's not out of place. Like he belongs. In- yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a good start. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what you call like right after a start, you know? Because in Philadelphia, we already seen the start. But I mean, I mean, what is this? A good continuation, but it's beginning. You know what I'm saying? And before, and before he before he does this, the the you know I'm going to be a scumbag like the Sandman thing. The be, the actually the best part of his promo is that he is he is essentially presenting he's presenting his story because at this point he's frustrated being called the underdog. He's like I was the world TV champion. I was the tag team champions with Cactus Jack. What more do I have to do to not be regarded as an underdog around here? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I can get where I can get what he's saying, but the answer is stop getting your ass whooped. Right. <laughs> you know, whoop somebody's ass, but <laughs> stop teaming up with Paul Loria. Don't hang around Chad Austin. You know what whoop, I mean? whoop somebody whose name isn't Storm and Mike Norman. Yeah, exactly. You want to get some recognition around here, so you fell into a bunch of you bunch of gold or whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> we come back Four and Joey announces that the Sandman has accepted the rematch against Tommy Dreamer for the uh, the Singapore Kane stipulation. And then we get comments from Taz and out of nowhere, here's the Steiner brothers. Yeah. The intelligent Steiner brothers. Because Scott Hall Why used to call their gimmick. Why Scott Hall used to call me intelligent. <laughs> like the like the super destroyer or whatever. Why were they called the fabulous intelligence Steiners? Mark II. Oh, I think I know why. They weren't. Like I said, I loved when Scott Hall would call them Einsteiners on fucking WCW. He'd be like, oh, here comes the Einsteiners. <laughs> Steiner math. Like that's timeless. Steiner math is it'll live forever. I don't even know. I mean, I'd love to recite it right now. But I don't know how he got to fucking eighteen or whatever the fuck he got to. <laughs> how, like however that math. There, there was a there was, yeah there was a thirty third thirty three and a third in there somewhere. Dude, a, he mentioned pie. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? 
he's trying to get to like 13 time tag team championship or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know and he he's he's, like, he's, he's mentioning waist waist measurements <laughs> 33 and a half carried the floor yeah <laughs> sound like Gilligan we have a promo here with the Steiners and Taz. Taz, of course, is in a neck brace um, talking about being injured. And uh, the Steiners are being the Steiners. Aaron, any notes on this promo? It, it was okay. Like they mentioned, they hadn't been in the U.S. in a year and a half. And the thing that made them want to come back was being able to be in ECW because they could be like as hardcore as they wanted to be. And I think it was probably um, the fact that Paulie kept wanting to do things with Taz, and Taz obviously can't work because his neck's fucked up. So it's like we can keep Taz out there and let Rick and Scott do the work in the match, and he's sick because they're going to be being a bunch of six mans. So it's like, dude, let how them come, go out there. And- how come the fact that they weren't in the United States for a year and a half? A bigger part of this, like now that you mentioned it and he said it, and I didn't, I didn't really think about it. Why wasn't that a bigger part of this, like push of angle? You know what I mean? That's right. like, that's like, kind of a big deal, oh, right? They come back to the United States, and of all the places they can wrestle, they chose to wrestle here in ECW. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, and they, they, they said yeah. they can finally be themselves. Is what Rick was getting, or what Rick was getting at was, I wanted to be a badass and a and all my life and I've been held back by these other companies and now I can come to ECW and and they they might expel on it more later on. I don't know, but the initial thing that's what they were saying. Could you imagine being a fucking young boy in Japan on a on a Wednesday night? (laughs) You know what I mean? And and you have to work with the Steiners. Oh, <laughs> you know, because you figure a Friday, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is, you're probably going to get Hase, you know, you're going to get you're going to get your boys, you know, that you like working with, whatever. But imagine just a, a random day during the week and you're that fucking jabroni Japanese guy. That's a guy, a young guy or whatever. And it's like, oh, you and so and so versus the Steiners. Oh. Oh no, boy, son! Oh no, oh, it, it had to. It, it had to have been a whole bunch of oh, <laughs> like like going on from that whole year and a half they didn't wrestle in the states because you know you beat the, they beat the shit out of them guys, right? They had to have. There's no way. There's no way you can tell me that the Steiners didn't beat the shit out of them guys. They worked during the week in Japan and Hase. Fuck him too. Beat him up. Beat his ass. Like, they got over there, and, like, here, they were like, oh, you got to you gotta slow down. You can't be that rough. You can't be that stiff. And then they get Japan, and they're like, oh, we need you to be more stiff. It's like, what? All right. <laughs> yeah. In, in, Late- in America, <laughs> they, get, they get yelled at for hurting people. <laughs> like, job guys. Over there, they're like, <laughs> over there, like, Rick, we need you to lay it in more. All right. Yeah, over over here they decapitated Len the plumber, and you know they they get a they get an extra seventy five dollars for that. But Japan they get a talking to. Look, these guys got to work when you leave, dude. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, like literally half the locker room's limping. <laughs> you know, they're all beat up. And it, oh, they, look like, they look like Bull Payne after his car blew up. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that, I, that's why I can't believe they didn't invite – they probably didn't invite Bull back because they thought every American was like, like we'll beat you up. <laughs> no more American. Beat you up. No. Now, the Bull uh, – I, I don't know what Bull's deal was with Florida, man. Um, as far as I know, I, I got him in. I got him the gimmick, but I don't know why. I thought he'd be I – mean, he even drove to Philadelphia. <laughs> like for shows, and that motherfucker lived in Memphis, and he still drove the shows. So I don't know. I don't know why uh, uh, Paul didn't take more than him, man. I thought he was great. I thought Bull was great. I don't think Bull's great. After the uh, after the Steiner's Taz promo, we get a, a <laughs> you know your, your standard two cold promo where he just quotes uh, popular rap tunes of the of the uh, week. Goes down the top forty hip hop tunes of the week, but he does. Uh, and he's just fucking repeating himself, dude. Seriously, Aaron, how many times? It's three times that he said the same three things. <laughs> it's showtime. Yeah, it's a, I'm gonna drop the bomb on you. Three times <laughs> he said it. It it got on my nerves. <laughs> This promo was like two and a half minutes, it felt. And it should have been 35 seconds. And then he, like at the beginning of it, um, he talks about how he's going to take it to the extreme and that he grew up in the projects. And and then he uses the phrase, and Taz, he's like, I grew up in the projects. And Taz, that's why I kicked your hiney. Yeah, it's hiney. Fuck yeah, that's project really? talk, dude. Project talk. Dude, yeah. that interview couldn't have been uh, just seriously. I mean, it, it was so I love, I love me some too cold Scorpio. Like in the ring, there's not a lot of guys that are better than him, but this fucking promo. Just, <laughs> and, 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 let, and, let, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. His promos now look even worse because you've got new Jack here now cutting promos. It's like, okay, too cold. You're talking about the projects. You're talking about the hood. And then you just said, Heine, let's go to new Jack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Scorpio, Scorpio was always one of them guys that were better left on talked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like what 92 when he came in, when he was teaming up with Bagwell and, and I remember they were they were saying he was like like him and Bagwell were like from Sprayberry High School or whatever the fuck their gimmick was whatever, and, and he was talking and it, I just remember going you know I was a kid, you know I was like twenty or twenty one or whatever, and I'm just thinking like this guy just sounds like a jabroni, you know what I mean like it sounds like somebody who hadn't been in the business long, you know he ain't wrestled Joe Duke, <laughs> I can tell you that, you know what I mean. He didn't. He worked for the Sheik. I can tell you that. You know, he probably worked for fucking um, Nick Coolis or, or Jerry Jarrett. That's probably the most extent of his, you know, of his experience. But yeah, he was terrible then. And there's a reason why we don't 
nobody has a best of two cold Scorpio interviews from the mid nineties. Yeah, definitely yeah, a guy best, best, best served, best served by just watching him in action because he's a fantastic wrestler, but just not, yeah, not a good promo at all. No, he's not a good husband. I don't think either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's a good husband. I don't think he's a very responsible drug addict. Hey, quit, quit getting arrested. <laughs> Enough with getting arrested. Enough with the child, you know, child support stuff, dude. Jesus. Him and Ricky Morton, <laughs> they're, they're on the land together. At the end of the road at the trailer park in Florida. <laughs> right well, next to Ricky. <laughs> Ricky and Bubbles. <laughs> Up next, we get a TV title match between Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. And, of course, it's a fantastic match. And I will, of course, let my my uh, cohorts here uh, talk about their impressions of the match. The one thing that I wrote down, because, again, I wrote down this is a great match. I'm just watching the match. This match, Eddie Guerrero does the best Tiger Bomb I've ever seen in my life in this match. Which one's a Tiger Bomb? It's the... It's the it's the power bomb, but then you fall down you fall down with them between your legs, and you 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 wind up on your ass, and they wind up on their back. Oh, is that is that when like when, uh, when like hit, when, when you kick them in the stomach, you bend over, you you wing them up, you know, and you power bomb them from that position. Yeah, like the uh, when Ahmed Johnson did it, they called it the Pearl River Plunge. That one. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I'm just oh, I, oh, but but they did it right. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. This, <laughs> this was this. Go ahead, Aaron. So the Tiger Bomb, if I you can tell me if I'm wrong, it's a little bit of a run, right? Uh, I, I guess I know what it is now. Maybe I, I just know that I just know Eddie did the best one I've ever seen in my life during this. Match. Oh, that's yeah, that's the one where he slams you down really hard. Yes. Right. Yes. But he don't really slam you down. It, he, it's the he um, he, he the, winds up he winds up on his ass. With his legs out, and you wind up on your well, your your neck slash back. Uh, okay, yeah, I know that. That's not it. That's not ain't the one I'm thinking of. I'm just thinking of when Eddie when Eddie Guerrero would power bomb somebody, like sometimes because he's so small, and he power bombed the guy, he would have to like like throw him down so goddamn hard. Mm -hmm. But the power bomb was still easy, but it was what he would do with his hands. <coughs> his hands, you know, like after he would like. When he would finish slamming the guy, his hands would like would go out to his side, like because you can just see that he put his whole effort into it, like you know, like I killed this guy, but he didn't. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a wrestling match, so it, it, it's long as the guy laid it flat, he's fine. I guess this is it's weird. I'd, I've never asked you this as we've done the show. Did you ever get to work Eddie Guerrero? No, I got to I got to roll around with Eddie. Like before a show, like nothing, nothing at all. Just um, like yeah, it was like five, six of us, and and, and at the show before the show was on, and we were all in the ring, and I I got I got him like a go behind, and then like you know he gave me like a go behind and came into a headlock kind of thing, and we kind of chain wrestled a little bit, but like I never got to run any spots or anything like major with him. Shut up, Jess. It wasn't a reach around. It was a go behind. I didn't get a reach around from Eddie Guerrero. I got a go behind. <laughs> What's it? This motherfucker's over here. He talking to me all fucking day. 
<laughs> All of a sudden, she yells out, "Reach around! What's the matter with you?" But you can tell you can tell from the first uh, initial touch from somebody if they're going to be difficult, like not or, or stiff. You mm-hmm. can tell. And everybody always tells me, like, you know, now I ain't bragging or anything. Like, damn, dude, you can't even you can't even feel you. Like, even if I was trying to beat you up, I, I'm not stiff in real life. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. But yeah, Eddie was just like, boom, you, you don't even feel it. You know, his pushes were just touching you in the back, you know, that kind of stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. what a fucking, like, it was like, what a goddamn worker this guy is. You know what I mean? It's amazing this guy is so fucking smooth. No wonder he don't get blown up. He don't do anything. But he does everything. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you ever work Dean? Yeah. Uh, nah, not so much a fan. <laughs> Uh, I got a different. I got a different reaction at working Dean. Um, too, it's too. Uh, how you say stiff? <laughs> yeah, a little stiff. <laughs> not a big fan. That that tying you up stuff. Not a big fan of being tied up. I like to be able to call for help if I'm if, if I'm you know if needed. <laughs> but the way Dean, Dean would tie you up, it'd be like you can't even call for help. <laughs> you know. Where's my other arm? Is what you're yelling. What? <laughs> Where, where'd my foot go? <laughs> kind, of, kind of shit. Yeah, not a big fan of that, dude. And it's and it's not because he's he means to be stiff. It's just because he's fucking five foot three. You know what I mean? It's him putting him putting his leg, your leg behind your neck or whatever. You know, it just. Because he's so small, it just hurts. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be I'd rather be Satnam Singh. You're getting, you're getting you're getting twisted up by a fire hydrant, dude. Exactly. Just, you know, like what am I gonna do? Like R two D two is on top of me. I was just curious about Dean because he's in he's in my top ten favorite fucking guys to watch. So I was just curious about it. Oh, dude, he's great. He's 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 completely smooth. Like his, his shit is like like butter, man. He's smooth as fuck. It's just that he just don't want to tie you up. <laughs> that's, that's a different story. Aaron, your uh, your notes on the any other notes on the I like I said, I just had that one note about the I smooth. Have really, other than that, I really I have no notes on it because it's and we've repeated it a couple of times. Now. It's like I don't have a lot of notes because I was just watching the fucking match because. <clears throat> I've said it before. I could watch these guys fucking wrestle every day it's like they we were will. made to fucking <laughs> we will give it time it, they, were, <laughs> they were fucking made to work together and it's like i'm getting to watch it here talking about this and then i'm doing that show that i have where we're going over 97 and i'm getting to watch them work on nitro and it's like what are the whether they're working like a five minute tv match or whether they're working like a 45 minute ECW match. It's like I've never seen these guys have a fucking bad match together. It, it, it's watching masters doing their fucking job. Oh, clearly is. I mean, how can you take something as good as what they did in ECW and cut it down to what five and a half, six and a half minutes on Nitro? With, yeah, with entrance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, seriously. They they walk right into the fish out of water spot. Like <laughs> it's it's uh. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Big the Bell, fish at a water spot. 
you know, it's what I'm talking about, right? It's the one where they roll up, roll back through, up, you know, come back around, whatever. The same spot. Yeah, it's, but yeah, um, this match fucking, was, uh, 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 sorry, Nate. The spot where they, where they did the exchange of the flips and Eddie jumped out of the, the, um, like, I don't, what do you want to call it? Like the, <laughs> kind of like a monkey flip or whatever, and Eddie flipped and landed on his fucking feet. That was fucking. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's a tough spot, man. Like, a lot of times, like Eddie's, Eddie's probably one of the better guys. Hector's, Hector's one of the better guys at doing that spot. But yeah, Eddie's, uh, Eddie's one of the. Like, it's a, it's a really, that's a really hard spot. Like to do that deal where they monkey flip you and you land on your feet kind of gimmick. Because I've tried it, I've done it. But it's a it, you have to land like you're fucking an Olympian, you know what I mean, like a pole vaulter. Because yeah. if, if you don't, you're gonna fucking trip. <laughs> and and, it, and it, I've seen it done after I did it once. I just kind of like, well, I ain't doing that again. But yeah, that's a that's a tough spot, man. It's hard. It's hard to pull off, dude. And, and the crowd, like a lot of times now. Like when people go in, like when guys go into all that shit or whatever, and the crowd claps and like give the standing ovation, it, it's like they're the crowd's doing it because they think that's what they're supposed to do. You know, Japan, you know, buddy. That's, that's what we do. But that fucking Florida crowd, they watched that shit. Eddie did that spot, and they were quiet for like five seconds before they started fucking cheering. And that fucking Dude, they got moment, him right. They got him. Holy. Shit, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and dude. then they're like, That's like, 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 like 500 people at the same time are like, Holy shit, dude. This Aaron, tell stuff. me, tell me, like you said, it was about five seconds, right? Five, seven seconds before the crowd started doing shit. Tell me, didn't that fucking Florida crowd want to be the fucking Philadelphia crowd? And they wanted yeah. the shit on the fucking. They wanted the shit on stuff so bad, like you know, they want they wanted the shit on that shit. But like you said, after about five or seven seconds, they said, "Uh, <laughs> we, we can't, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't shit on this. This is fucking good." And like literally, it was like you were right. It was like five to seven seconds. They they wanted to just be the anti Philadelphia people. But they did fucking Dean and Eddie did that spot, and that crowd was just like, "All right, we're in." Yeah, this is good shit. Yeah, they recognized, dude. That's funny you said that because that's the, that's the one thing that I thought of was I remember that, that that Florida crowd wanted to be the fucking Philadelphia, the fucking South, and they wanted the shit on stuff. But now, nah, sorry, buddy. Florida <laughs> not today. Florida, yes, that's what we'll call it. Florida, yep, not today. Um. Well, Dean winds up winning this match. He wins the TV title from Eddie, and then they do the uh, Eddie hands him the belt. They shake hands, and of course, Eddie clotheslines him. We're not done with this. This is not over between these two gentlemen. Um, but overall, the thing fantastic. Nineteen ninety-five. Because if this would have happened nowadays, I would have said. There's got to be another way you can do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Besides the classic belts kind of thing, and then double, you know, and they they still use it today. 
Like, didn't Trish just do it like two weeks ago? Like, yeah, it's like these du- these dumb fucking idiots keep falling yeah. for this. Like, who who the hell fucking falls for the goddamn fucking double cross anymore? There's gotta be another way of doing this. I mean, it's wrestling. You know, the sky's the limit. You know, you can it, you're, it's creative license. You can do whatever you want. Just not go. All right, he hands you the belt, and you're gonna say thank you, and you're gonna turn a bomb rusher. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. There's got to be another way. I sound like Nelson Mandela, but it, but it's for angles. There's got to be another way. There's got to be another way. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, what's her name? The Rosa Parks. There's got to be another way. Enough. I will not go to the back of the angle bus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, you know, you want me to turn my back on you during the interview? I'm not doing it. <laughs> I am just going to fucking look at you until you yeah. leave. <laughs> I'm going to walk away backwards with my, while I'm facing you. I'm not turning my back to you. There's no way. <laughs> you know? that That's that's the guy. That's the gimmick you need to have. It's the guy that won't turn his back to anybody. Doesn't trust a son bitch. <laughs> yeah. Just, he, he walks like backwards, <laughs> you know? Well, it was Steve. That's okay. Steve Austin. It was Steve Austin. Yeah, it was Dawson's character. But the, the the Guerrero clothesline worked in this situation because draw anybody. Uh, um because <laughs> until um until this match when they got to Tampa, because that was Dean's home, like every match they had going into it, Dean was considered the heel in it. You know what I mean? So when he pinned Eddie clean, his character was like, Eddie's character was like, Oh, shake my hand. So, so Dean was like, all right, like this guy seems to think I'm the better guy tonight. So he wasn't his character, quote unquote, wasn't expecting Eddie to close on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's why, that's why I'll buy this one because Dean. <laughs> when- right, yeah. He explained it to me, Aaron. All right, I'm glad. I'd like to broke it down for me, buddy, buddy, Jack. You're you broke it down for me. Now I understand it. He Aaron explained it. Yeah. So, so Scorpio wasn't a scumbag. (laughs) No, Scorpio's a scumbag. Oh, he is a scumbag. He's not a scumbag. He is a scumbag. I don't know. I'm confused. The next segment. The the next segment on the show. Oh, he dropped. He dropped the bomb. That's all. That's all I know. Scorpio's dropping the bomb. I don't know. The next segment on the TV show. It's like is, uh, Joel it's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's t- it's there. It's a lot to unpack here, but it's actually really good. Sandman versus Mikey. Um, scumbag Mikey. Sp- scumbag Mikey. Um, the match itself is what it is. It's fine. It's the aftermatch that's really that is the good stuff. I, I love the way Mikey loses though, because he he's kind of got the advantage here, and he goes to the top and he slips off. Yeah, he JT's himself. Yes. <laughs> JT's himself. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's not a whole lot more explanation you can tell. Yeah. Stupid. But the 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 bigger story is the fact that Mikey said that he was gonna be a scumbag like Sandman. And um Mikey shows the aggression of ta- attacking Sandman before the match. Maybe he was drunk. Like <laughs> yeah, he had 
he had three Zimas and he was just <laughs> Zimas? Three, 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 three Zimas and a Pall Mall Ultra Light. Yeah, and he is ready to go yes. for the show. Jeff is even amazed, apparently. He's 95 and he's a kid. Zimas are what's up? Yeah, 95. He's a kid. So he had like three Zimas and a fucking Pall Mall. He said. <laughs> and a and a fucking filterless lucky jo- strike and was ready to go. <laughs> and he had a jolt. <laughs> a jolt. jolt. He had a jolt. He had three jolt colas. Yeah. He was hanging out behind the fucking uh, <laughs> convenience store before the show, smoking cigarettes with the cool kids from high school. Oh, that's my past. But no, I like the fact that Mikey attacked Sandman as he was making his entrance and got the upper hand and, um, to be in the match and like Nate said um, Mikey goes up top and then he, he gets the JT and he slips off the top rope knocks himself out and Santa Man falls on top of him and pins well, him. I mean how did he slip I, I mean I must have turned my head did he did he was it a foot thing or did Santa it Man was almost I, I think the intention was if I'm if I'm watching it because it, it was obviously supposed to happen it wasn't an accident but I think what, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, Aaron. I think the intention was he had that he had that advantage over the Sandman. So the psychology is he's so excited that he might actually beat this guy that he gave himself so much momentum when he got up there he literally fell off. You know, like it's he tripped. Just, just yes, tripped. yes. He, he got he got he essentially got he got he got like six steps ahead of himself because he was so excited that he was going to beat the Sandman. Well, I and, mean, in, in actuality, there is precedent. So you can't say it was the first time he did it to make it, you know, make it look stupid. It, it, there was precedent. He he's done it before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can say, okay, Mikey, you know, got out there, he got all excited, lost his balance. All right, yeah, I just didn't see exactly how he slipped, and I was just, I was confused. I, I made Jess watch it. She watched proxy. it. To watch it in proxy, yeah. Yeah. Well, after the match. Of course, Mikey has to get the ten lashes. Woman's fucking great here, um, as always. Woman's great as as always. Dude. You ain't kidding. Did this do? Okay, Aaron, Chad, either one of you. Did this do, Mikey? Like, I understand the lashings, and it makes Sandman and Woman, of course, look like the sh- the shitty heels they're supposed to be. But did it do Mikey's character? A disservice, or did it do his character good to have these other people who aren't even wrestlers offer to take the lashes for him? Because you've got yeah. the referee, the ring announcer offering to take the lashes for him. It made it good. Okay, explain. Just that <laughs> it's selling him as being sympathetic to everybody is like. Fat ass put upon Tommy took it, and they all just sat there and watched. Just be like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, whatever. Like, he put himself in that situation. That was the only name I was gonna say. <laughs> but these guys are sitting out there, and they're not workers, and they're or wrestlers or what? Like in this point, they're not wrestlers, and they're like, "No, put me instead," because I'm I'm a grown ass man. Like they they're presenting Mikey as being childlike. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mike Mikey like, was the fucking martyr, man. Mikey's the martyr. Wait, Tommy, 
Tommy wants wants to be the guy. Tommy says, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because he already got it. You know what I mean? And nobody wants to see his fucking kiddies anymore. <laughs> so, it was just like, just just beat up Mikey. Like, um, yeah, I mean, them lashes suck. I mean, everybody wanted to, you know, from a, even from a, a locker room, anybody, everybody wanted to take them lashes just so Mikey didn't have to. You know, except me. Let's be honest. I wasn't exactly <laughs> running to the front of the curtain yelling, Paul, do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But everybody like, like it made Mikey. It made Mikey. That whole shit with the Sandman, you know, made Mikey because he got beat up for what? Three months? No. Yeah. Most of fucking 95 or whatever it was. If you wrestle Sam in, you're getting beat the fuck up. But he Mike, he was working him like all the time. And Mikey got his ass whooped. And this was like the whole like, all right, this is the last thing you gotta do before you get over. It's, you gotta take these fucking whippings. You know what I mean? This is, yeah, this is me, the I final boss. Yeah, me, I would have said no. I'd rather work for Burt Prentice. Fuck that. <laughs> I ain't got all time for that shit. I'd rather work in Arkansas. Um, as woman is egging all this on and doing a great job narrating, um, Mikey getting caned, Todd Gordon comes out and stops the proceedings. That's enough, blah, blah, blah. But then of course, Bill Alfonso comes out and, uh, he says, Mikey's going to take the 10 lashes. It was the agreement. If he doesn't, he's going to shut down the entire state of Florida or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he Hurricane says, Mike- Fonzie. <laughs> I'm going to bomb you buildings. He's going to shut down the whole entire state of Florida. He's COVID. Fucking Fonzie. He's coming He's coming in like, I'm going to shut down the whole entire state. Nobody's going to Disney World if Mikey doesn't take the lashings. Um, so, of course, Sandman continues lashing Mikey. And I believe, you know, of course, we get to more than 10. And Marty Jannetty comes out and does the uh, the cover Mikey up deal. And um, that is that very effective segment, very effective match and segment. And like Chad and Aaron both alluded to, this is building Mikey. This is building Mikey up. The Sandman feud is, is doing great things for him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, what solidified him more, do you think? Is it this shit with Sandman or was it the stuff with Cactus? It's different. Yeah, it's a different it's a different ball game. Yeah, I agree. This, I agree this, with Aaron. This made him with the crowd. The 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 cat stuff was different. Like are you talking about like when he ends up feuding with cactus or yes? Yes. No, the feuding feuding with cactus. The stuff with it, cactus made him a character. Made him a character. The stuff with Sandman made him a man. If that makes any if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. but but Aaron you wouldn't have been able to, you wouldn't have been able to do the shit that he did with Cactus later on if you wouldn't have done the stuff that he did with Sam. Right, I see that. And then before that, you like, had me. I'm the one that put him on the map. Like, like you get no respect. Like, you get no respect, Chad. There'd be no other cactus stuff if it wasn't for the Chad stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> what about that? Me and Paul Gloria are sitting at home not getting checks. What's the but, matter with that? But like the 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 character of Mikey up until this point was just kind of like a kid that had somebody protected him. This turned him into a like he didn't want the protection of those guys. And then like Chad became a man. Like it matured Mikey's character. Even though at the end of the show, he's like, my mom's going to be pissed. Yeah, of course. Exactly. My mom's going to be pissed, but I got to do what (laughs) I got to do, right? Yeah. How great that would have been. Why why didn't they ever do that, Aaron? That would have been great. Is that like Mikey beats the same man up? Mama Whipwreck. He goes back home, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and he has to tell his mom what he did. His mom sits him down in a chair and makes him uh, face would, the wall for an hour. Who would play Mike? He's mom. Uh, oh, uh, one of the Rosetti sisters. I was thinking Rhonda Singh. Rhonda Singh? Rhonda Singh. How, do I, not, how do I know her but not remember her? Bertha Faye. Oh, Bertha Faye. Oh. <laughs> That's Mikey's mom. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And it turns out his father is Harvey Whippleman. He's not Mikey Whipwreck. He's Mikey Whippleman. It's it's just it's just a way to keep Harvey employed. That's the only reason why he's Mikey's father. <laughs> it's because they were looking at payroll. They were like, this guy's been on payroll since 97. What has he done? Uh, he's Mikey's father. How about that? <laughs> Mikey lives. Good Lord. And, and Mikey, he, he lives next to Hack, but he lives on the... The last house on the right? Yeah, the, the second house on the right. <laughs> the one that has the, the wheels that are flat? Yeah, he lives on the second house on the right. In between yeah. them is the Dudleys, and that's how all this shit comes together. Dude, that's one hell of a fucking trailer park, motherfucker. I, I, I ain't fucking around in that trailer park. I'm walking down there and getting Dudleys and Hack Myers, <laughs> Steve Janderwolf. <laughs> I, I ain't up for that fucking nonsense of a trailer park. Who knows? It's not the ECW fan cam, it's just live PD. Oh, dude, totally. I, oh, live PD. <laughs> Shit. The last <laughs> ten o'clock to eleven o'clock of my at my fucking work needs to be on live PD. Ten o'clock to eleven o'clock. Air that shit live. Fuck, are you kidding me? Harvey, I mean, Harvey Whippleman walks out on the yard. He's like, I thought you said you didn't want to have to come back here tonight, officer. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the cops just looking at his watch, like saying that it's like eleven o'clock going. Damn well, he knows damn well he's going to be there in an hour and a half. You know, he's, all right, you know, I'm just going to ride over here to the Dash Inn and get me a coffee, and I'll be back for the next complaint. You know, you and your wife, get it together. You know, yeah, fuck all that shit. Hey, that's, that's great. Well, we end this show with a promo from Marty Janetti and Mikey Whipwreck. It's fantastic. I know you got notes on. I have one note on the Marty Janetti <laughs> promo on the Sandman, and they close in on Marty Janetti, and he goes, "Sandman, um, 
I know you're kind of retarded, so I want you to zoom in and look at me because I know you can't hear. And that's what he fucking says about Sandman. He says, I know you're kind of retarded. <laughs> Dude, I didn't hear that. <laughs> he said retarded. He didn't kinda. even say just full retarded. Kind of retarded. Like, really? he should have been like, I saw you on those Variety Club commercials. I know what you are. You know? He was just like, I know you're kind of retarded. Yeah, hey, ride retard. Hey, kind of retard? Halfway handicapped? <laughs> I think it's... I, I think it's... I think it's meaner to say you're kind of retarded than you're full retarded. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> apparently? I mean, I mean, you're apparently retarded. You're obviously retarded. (laughs) Obviously, yeah, of course. Uh, Of course you are. Uh, Yeah. We all know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Facebook obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I have to post on Twitter about your well, uh, retard? Woman, woman escorts you and your friends once a week to the mall. <laughs> you know that small bus you get on. Like somebody, if somebody looked at me and said you're retarded, I'd be like, no, I'm not. But if somebody looked at me and said you're kind of retarded, I'd yeah, be like, probably. Oh, I might be. I might be. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance. <laughs> There's a possibility that Wait, I'm on the take if I, if I take enough tests, I've <laughs> drunkenly fallen down the steps a few times. I might be kind of retarded. Yeah, I might be kind of retarded. You know the law changes. The the, the 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 test is skewed. You know, you never know. I don't know how kind of retarded and fully retarded being called is. <laughs> It, it will believe me. I don't know either. And uh, I'm not with this. Maybe we should move on. I don't know. All right. This. So <laughs> over overall, <laughs> overall, I actually give this episode of I, I have a feeling my wife sitting next to me over there. It's going. Why is he still doing this? <laughs> why, why is he still talking about this? Yeah. This is really yeah. Uh, overall, I say, I say, I give this episode of ECW a B plus. I enjoyed this. Episode. I thought it was a target. Kinda or obvious? Kinda. <laughs> it was kind of retarded. Was it, was it C minus retarded or C plus no. retarded? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, what I traditionally give it a, a, a C of thing anyway, right? So I, I might I might I might give it a C plus only because again it was in Florida. But we're starting to get used to we're we're starting to get used to Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's like in two weeks I'll be like, are they still in Florida? But because of the Florida, I'm gonna give it applause. But yeah, I like the Genetti stuff. I like the matches. You know, I mean, for a, an hour TV show, I'll give I'll give it a fucking solid B minus and a half with a twist. Aaron, yeah. what did you think? Um watching the show up until the end I was like this is going to be a B plus show but then when Marty cut his promo I was like, this is it. <laughs> he said what 
said I, I said I watched the show all the way through until I got to the Marty promo, and I was like, "This is a B plus show." And then we got to the Marty promo, I was like, "A plus." Is that shit fucking I spit my fucking diet Pepsi out when he said that shit. So fucking awesome. So you're a big fan of the Marty promo. Oh yeah, it was great. No, I just <laughs> thought it was I just thought it was decent. Like, all right, Marty All right, that's cool. I enjoyed it. What about that. you, fucking Jabroni? Yeah, so it'd be plus, be plus definitely for this episode. I, I enjoyed it, and like I said, it didn't drag in any spot. It kept moving. You know, the pace was good. We didn't. I don't think did we get one recap in this episode? Yeah, Mikey Sandman, but that was coinciding with the match. But yeah, I don't yeah. think we got any last week on ECW shit like we normally do. No, no, we didn't get any recap of something that already happened. Yeah, so that's, that's a plus. That's a plus. But now we got we got uh, ECW is in Florida for two days, so now we're gonna get two months worth of TV out of this. The Cuban Assassin. Oh, geez, is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in like two months from now, we're still gonna be talking about the Cuban Assassin versus nine one one. Bull pain versus Phi Delta Slam number two. Dude, they were only. Oh, no, fly, well, they well, they ended up going to Philadelphia, so you can't say that. Because Phi Delta fucking Jeronis, Phi Delta Hams, they um ended up going to Philadelphia <laughs> to meet their 911 eventually, which is great considering, like, you know, I, I live like an, an hour and a half from Philadelphia, so it wasn't much of a drive that these guys had to drive up from Florida to Philadelphia just to hear. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I could have heard that in the bar in Tampa. Yeah. yeah, sorry guys, when, you're not when, coming back. Five dollar hams. When Mike, when Mike half a gram walked in, Mike half a gram. Oh, I didn't. He never. He never. I never met him. Did Did he really do that? Mike half a gram. <laughs> it would have been a great gimmick. Well, it would have been. I'm sure Mike half a gram was there in spirit. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mike half a gram showed up to the show. Because I would have totally marked out for him. I'm not even sure I ever met him for real. I think I met him at WCW, Mike Havagram. What is that for him? <laughs> we, we've, all, we've all had a guy that looks like Mike Havagram to yeah. sell us a used car. But, uh... and, he, and he paints some fucking great pictures, too. You ever see him painting pictures? Yeah. <laughs> He can paint a tree with a little river. Oh, we, we got we got we got a little territory over here. We got a little territory over here. See, that's, that's oh. what that's what that's what Mike. I'm gonna paint myself a little unhappy Benoit over here. <laughs> I'm gonna paint myself a little promotion. <laughs> I, this is Tampa. Oh, every Monday night. Oh my God, the happy trees. Oh boy, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get dusty. Oh my god, can you believe that? The people are gonna go crazy for dusty. Oh boy, Ox Baker. Oh, I, I don't have that much white paint, <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta have that red paint for that little splotch on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just do a bunch of white paint at the canvas and just do a red splash right on the side of it. Dusty Rhodes, everybody. Oh, 
little happy spot. <laughs> Dust the roads, everybody. All right. Get your little art exhibit. <laughs> Dusty roads. It's Aaron just white paint with a little, with, a, with a, a piece of bologna on his on his ribs. That's Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> we gotta go. All right. Yes. Joe's, Is that a way up. <laughs> for joining us, everybody, this week on Reliving the Extreme. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And we'll see what happens. And keep thinking about those happy little dusty trees. We'll see. Bologna. Bologna ribs. Kamala had a moon, and Dusty had a pork chop. <laughs>